This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. We will take your calls about anything. In fact, starting things out here tonight, we're going to go to the phones unscreened, and then there is a story that actually involves you, Sam, that I thought was the most important, or appropriate, rather, to have you in to talk about this. You have made national-level headlines, I guess. I suppose if it's not happening here and it's happening in Detroit, that's kind of national, right? A little bit, yeah, and it also got some press in L.A. this morning. Right, we'll talk about what you've been up to, uh, but first, let's go unscreen to the amp lines. Who's this? You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Sam. Well, it's TSA George. Hey, George. Hey. How coincidental. We were about to yeah, talk no, about the TSA. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, oh, man, Sam's on. And I would like to just say, Sam, you got some good cojones there, man. I respect <laughs> what you did. Thank you. Well, we, well, our listeners that are just tuning in uh, may not be aware of what Sam did. Uh, George, what, what, from your perspective, what was it that Sam did? Um, pretty much uh, start filming TSA gate screening going on. They didn't like that. But they followed him around. They still... He still filmed them. He started asking them questions every time they tried to ask him one. And um, pretty much going, am I under arrest? And No, am I being detained? Am I really we just want to ask some questions and stuff? And then the cops came. They threatened to arrest him um, several times for, for filming. What do you That's think was going on? I mean, as a member of the TSA who is friendly with this radio show, what do you think was going on with the, the you know, these supervisors and the guys that were on the cell phones in the background and some of the things that Sam wasn't perhaps uh, as privy to? I couldn't really tell you because during the gate screening, like I said, it's just, you know, normal. We just grab, pick a gate at random and pick, you know, passengers to screen on that. And uh, I mean, I, re- I really, they, they really don't tell us um, um, lower-end screeners hardly anything, really. Do you think, though, that the the, uh, the executives, I mean, I'm not talking about the low-end screeners, the guys that are higher up. I mean, if you watch Sam's video over at ObscuredTruth.com, you can see there's at least a couple guys in suits that are milling about on their cell phones looking as though they're kind of controlling the situation. Do you think that these guys are really just taking themselves too seriously? Do they really believe that Sam is, is a threat? Or are they just trying to, to, uh, you know, to cause trouble for somebody who is uh, you know, acting out of uh, the ordinary? There's probably a little bit of both, but more, more of, a little more of taking themselves too seriously. But at the same time, they see a guy filming uh, the equipment. They're probably thinking at first, you know, this, you know, potential bad guys scoping out of security like that. That, you know, that's what they'll tell you, and that's probably what they think at first, but, you know... I, you know, we'll I, I think it's pretty ridiculous that they would make that claim. If I were wanting to really go in and screen the uh, the security equipment and, and, and video their searches and so forth, I would spend $50 on a, a hidden camera watch or a pen exactly. or glasses. I'm not going to pull out that, a huge <laughs> camera. That's, that, that's why I think it's more ridiculous than that. And that's exactly why. Yeah, and, and also some of the uh, the frequent flyers in this flyer talk forum that has had an extensive discussion about what the video and what happened, they've pointed out that you know they really think that the TSA was just really trying to teach me a lesson and give me a shakedown because throughout the whole thing they searched my bags but they never once patted me down. Mm. 
Nope. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, that, that's the funny part of the, the whole thing. Also, about the body scanner things, yeah, uh-huh. I, I'll pretty much give kudos to anyone who has the cojones to bring in a pair of brass truck nuts and put it in their pants when they go to the body <laughs> scanner. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. You know, cause part of me wants to do that right there, and I'm glad I worked the overnight because I don't have to put up with that because I don't, I don't want to ever work that body scanner right there. So do you all have they, one there? In, uh, you're in the D.C. area. Do, do they have one installed they, there? Um, not yet, but they have a room where they, show, where they showed us um, where they're going to put the monitors to watch, you know, to mm-hmm. view it, and they have separate um, male and female things like that. So if a female... Puts in there, the, uh, steps into the scanner, the screener remaining this uh, scanner, because it's a female, and then only the female screener can see, and now, male can see. Now, George, and I, don't, I, I really don't want to look at junk, junk all day long, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you. Now, they're supposed to do the same thing when they do the selective search, but uh, Meg complains all the time that when she goes through and gets the pat down, they always claim that a female officer is not available, and she'll have to wait a long time, and so forth. Which airport's this, Manch? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's probably in uh, Washington State. She's claimed that it's happened a number of times and that she's usually groped by the uh, the screeners and so forth. The male screeners? Yes, because a female yeah, officer is not available. Is, if the airport is small enough, that's going to happen right there. Okay. And it's, it, it, I mean, if you got like, like Modesto, California's airport or something like that where the terminal is no bigger than a Sheets gas station, then yeah, you're gonna run into that. But so it's more—it's really more window dressing to say, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna address your concerns. We're only gonna have women looking at other women and men looking at other. Like men. that matters anyway, it, right? Unless, I mean, well, yeah, yeah it doesn't. But it's just—it's it, more propaganda to tell the people that, oh no, rest assured, this is the way we're gonna do it. Unless we're short-staffed, then we're just gonna do what we want. Whatever we want. Hey, George, thanks as always for the thoughts and the call. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine. 9231 because what does it matter whether you're being groped by a man or groped by a woman i mean it's just as like if it's a sexual suggestion the suggestion is well well it's less likely that the woman will be sexually attracted to you well how do you know that how do you know they did you know didn't hire a uh, a lesbian who's right. very attracted to the women that she's uh, that she's groping a grope's a grope yeah and they're also saying you know cell phones won't be allowed in this separate room and that you know, everything will be okay. These pictures aren't going to get out. But I, <laughs> I just can't see that. I mean, the, the TSA screeners are falling asleep. We've got air marshals falling asleep with guns on planes. I mean, just looking through the some of the background for this story that I did, it was amazing. I had no idea they were this incompetent. I Yeah, I can only imagine that we've only scratched the surface on the incompetence. And, of course, we only we can only go by the stories that hit the national level, right? I mean, yeah. so who knows the amount of just unending foolishness and uh, nonsense that's going on out there that we're just not privy to because they cover it up or it's never never leaked out to the media or you know somebody's too intimidated to say something yeah meg found a department of homeland security news feed that gives a lot of these stories and apparently they're told from the government's perspective on how to handle these crazy people that come in and question these things and Mm -hmm. so forth so I haven't read through that yet, but I think there's some probably pretty good material in there as well. Well, I know you've got a few good things, uh, or I mean, as far as good material, not necessarily good stories, but bad stories to uh, talk about tonight regarding the TSA. And I, I want to get to those, including the Jeopardy board and the BDSM master out of uh, the Orlando airport, apparently. Right. We'll, uh, we'll talk about those. 
But what happened recently to you, Sam, was uh, the the whole showdown at the uh, the Detroit airport. We had you on, I think, uh, to talk about kind of the details on this. You were essentially videoing their security procedures that they had set up at the gate. So they'd screened somebody once uh, initially when they went into the gate area, and then they were screening people again at the actual gate to their plane. You were simply uh, videoing that with your HD camera from... 30-plus feet away. At least, yeah. Four rows of seats back. They took notice of you, sent an agent over to uh, to start asking you questions, and that's when you decided to start having a little bit of fun with them. You uh, took, a, took a walk around the terminal, which is a long terminal in Detroit. It's very, very long. Uh, you went back and forth at least once each direction. Mm-hmm. Then you went over to get some uh, some Popeye's chicken. And they put a TSA agent in line behind you to start asking, just to kind of chat you up and have a... Their, their behavior detection officer. Yeah. And and she's apparently following some questioning procedure, which the uh, the guys who have read these documents of what they're supposed to do said her performance was laughable. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, she she seemed nice enough, at least. She was very nice. Um, yeah. But uh, then after she went away, uh, then you know, there was a little more trouble that happened after that when you were accosted by several officers. Now, was it the actual police at that point? That was the, the Detroit police? The airport police, yeah. Airport police. Or, I, uh, they're a division of the Detroit police, I imagine, right. but they're assigned to the airport. That's when they came to shake you down and to actually search through your bags with a drug uh, or a, uh, a bomb-sniffing dog, apparently. They brought, uh, brought a dog out and everything, and they did not like the fact that you were recording with your BlackBerry the entire time. So all of this video footage, about 25 minutes worth, uh, and it's very well put together, well packaged. It's all available over at ObscuredTruth.com. That's ObscuredTruth.com, and that'll take folks right over to your YouTube channel. It will. Uh, but that's what that's just the beginning of the discussion here because it's hit the mainstream media. Your uh, video reporting has been now reported on by a mainstream television station, and we've got their report. We're going to play it for you here in moments. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. They include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're yours completely free, right on the front page of the website. Going back, actually, for an entire... More than a year now, going all the way back to the beginning of January 2009, all free right there in our podcast at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. If you're getting sick and tired of the police state and the government constantly intruding in your life and your business life and your personal life, then uh, you might want to take a look at freestateproject.org and learn more about an amazing movement of wonderful people that are liberty-oriented, coming here, gathering together, all in the same geographic area. Specifically, the uh, the state of New Hampshire is uh, the designated destination for free staters like myself and Sam. We moved here, uh, myself from Florida, Sam from Texas. Uh, you're, you've been here now over a year. I've been here over three, and it's been uh, it's been an amazing experience so far, hasn't it, Sam? Absolutely. 
nothing like it anywhere else. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, and uh, I'm so glad I'm around, in, in my opinion, the best activists out there uh, in the liberty movement. And more are coming all the time. Hundreds have already made the move. Thousands are pledged to make the move. In fact, the Free State Project pledge counter is at almost la- – I, I looked today. It was at uh, 101 away from 10,000. So nice. uh, we're almost over the hill. And the the best thing, the most encouraging thing I've seen is we're starting to get families that are moving up here with children yes. and, and kids and, you know, wives and so forth. And maybe it's one member of the family, maybe it's several. It's really becoming a pretty diverse group. So uh, head over to freestateproject.org to learn more about what's going on up here. And you can go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn about the upcoming Liberty Forum happening March 18th through the 21st here in New, uh, New Hampshire. It's a great opportunity to come up and actually meet some of the many people that you hear about on this show, that you hear talking on this program. Uh, the wonderful civil disobedience activists, the political activists are all going to be there hanging out and having a great time. freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. So we're talking about uh, what's what's happening with your video series that you just came out with just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to obscuredtruth.com to see them. It's uh, it's about Sam and his visit to the Detroit airport where he was harassed by the TSA, and I highly recommend you spend some time watching it. Apparently, some folks over at Detroit's WDIV television uh, spent some time watching it, but not too much time because they really botched up uh, their report, or they botched it up on purpose. Either they're completely incompetent, uh, or they are doing something that is uh, devious. Intentionally and, misleading people, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to play the audio here from their television report on your video uh, and we'll just kind of go through and, and I guess, comment as uh, as it plays out, just to give you an idea of exactly how bad this so-called journalism is. And, of course, the funny thing is they're actually trying to uh, make, like, Sam is not a real journalist in this particular video package. But, well, let's just jump right into it. We're rolling at Metro Airport. Tonight, a local four investigation covers why these vigilante journalists turned their lens on the security screeners at Metro. Just we, Let's just pause it right there. Vigilante journalist. Is that the first time you've ever been called that? It is, yeah. I, I kind of like the term. It does. Yeah, it's got that. It's got kind of a sexy, exciting sound to it. to it. But it's not really accurate, is it? Uh, I don't think so. I, you know, I, I think what they tried to do here was play me as this group, of, you know, this violent, uh, aggressive group of, of people, even though it was just one guy right. traveling home. They keep calling you a group. <laughs> you were alone. Meg yeah. wasn't even with you. She helps with the editing, uh, your partner Meg. Right. But uh, she was not there for the actual recording. Of no, this. I was there by myself. And it was like the news desk. I think the, the anchors at the desk that were talking knew that it was only me because they had watched the video. But the investigative reporter out in the field seemed to be trying to play it off as though there was a group of people in the airport and I'm part of this uh, group of vigilante journalists that does nothing but fly around the country to <laughs> challenge the TSA and push it to the limit. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, by the way, the definition of a, a vigilante is uh, somebody who takes the law into his or her own hands, like by avenging a crime. That's kind of the traditional definition of uh, vigilante. Yeah, I and guess it doesn't really fit for it me. It doesn't fit at all. Uh, I mean, asking questions apparently is now being a vigilante, according to these people. Let's continue with the report. Weeks after the attempted Flight 253 bombing. Good to have you with us for Local 4 News at 6. It was, of course, on Christmas Day. The man with uh, what potentially could have been an explosive device attempted to detonate himself on a flight in the skies over Detroit. Hey, see, Sam, you are just doing this at an insensitive time. Uh, there was just, of course, the underwear bomber incident right around when this happened. Uh, I mean, you were traveling in the same holiday season, and so they're juxtaposing you against this guy, like, oh, this 
this Sam, these these vigilante journalists are uh, really picking some sensitive times to go after the TSA. Couldn't they have been a little bo- a little bit more sensitive with their approach? Yeah, well, and I knew that they would be sensitive, and that's why I was 30 feet away. The the beginning footage, the B-roll stuff of security checkpoints and so forth, all of that was from Dallas. And I was closer, and the TSA saw me. They knew what I was doing, but I used to fly out of that airport uh, all the time without showing ID, and I, I've filmed them before. So I think they knew how to handle it. Mm-hmm. I think the TSA in Detroit was probably a little bit sensitive, which is why I was you know way back and not trying to interfere or provoke them in any yeah. way. But that's still the uh, the complaint from a lot of people is, oh, you provoked this whole thing. <laughs> was that act of terrorism that prompted a group of journalists to target the local TSA and push them to the limit? Well- <laughs> <laughs> See, now, I don't know if uh, you're right about what you'd said earlier, Sam. I don't think the anchors have watched this. I well, I, not her, but the other ones. There's seem, okay. seems to have at the end. There are two hosts in the beginning, the anchors, and then yep. there's the uh, the on scene reporter. He's the investigative. Right. Uh, he's the guy that that watched the videos. If he anybody. watched them very closely. I think the male anchor may have watched them because he's saying this guy or him he. Mm. Whereas the uh, the journalist in the field is saying it's the it's the group it's the group. Journalist He's, is being awfully uh, <laughs> giving to this guy. It is. He, he hasn't actually is. gotten to speak yet. We'll let him. He, he's coming up here shortly. Before defender Kevin Dietz is live Kevin tonight Dietz. with the videotape that shows it all. That's right. Anyone with a camera and a computer can call themselves a journalist. And, <laughs> and he's, he's standing there holding a uh, mini cam. He's standing holding a camcorder while he's being uh, taken in this live shot into the news uh, studio from outside somewhere. And uh, well, anybody can just get a video camera and call themselves a journalist. And he's yep. showing off the uh, the little mini cam. You were actually using a professional HD camera at the beginning of your video. I was, yeah. Then you had to switch to your BlackBerry just because you were walking around the airport. It's much easier for you. Yeah, I had my hands full. I knew what was coming, but I had an audio recorder on my uh, arm, and I had the uh, cell phone, a BlackBerry, that I was uh, recording the video and s- trying to stream too uh, quick, but it, it didn't work. 100%. That's all right. They didn't know that it wasn't working. So. Exactly. It worked anyway. <laughs> Here we go. Tell their story on the Internet. Well, these vigilante journalists made their way to Metro Airport, and it was just days after that extremely scary event at Metro Airport. <laughs> these guys are ridiculous. They couldn't find the business end of a pencil, much less a terrorist, a real terrorist. Now... The, uh, there are some clips in this uh, video that I've taken out of here just because mm-hmm. it's so unintelligible. And the reason for that is when they were playing your video in their package, they apparently just set their camera up right in front of their computer monitor, turned up the speakers on the computer, and recorded it that way. Just the most unprofessional way right. of uh, dubbing something that you could possibly do. It's quick and easy, though. Well, no, It's not any... I guess it's a little bit easier than downloading the video from YouTube and putting it into your video package. But, man, that's the ultimate in laziness. It's <laughs> what that is. It's quick and easy and lazy. 800-259-9231. There's more about the group of vigilante journalists here in moments. From the last margins of the land of Big Brother comes a new pro-freedom website. The UK Libertarian rails against the country's ridiculous regulation. It's crumbling National Health Service. It's disintegrating government schools and the political parasites, leeching more of our freedom every single day. Visit us at www.pro.freedom.org. 
theuklibertarian.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including our chat room. You can go to chat.freetalklive.com. I think Sam's in there right now, actually. Uh, and uh, th- that's the best place to find a bunch of listeners live during the program. Chat.freetalklive.com. Of course, it's completely free. Also want to tell you about the Tota Sack. Great way to get those groceries back in from the car. I used them this weekend uh, when I was bringing my groceries back in. Did it all in one trip. Uh, the Tota Sacks are an amazing little device, and uh, they kind of double as uh, brass knuckles, although they're not made out of brass. Uh, but they are made of some very, very strong, 100% recycled material right here in the United States. You can go to TOTASAK.com, that's TOTASAK.com, to learn more about them and order yourself a family pack. TOTASAK.com. As we continue to share a uh, news package with you from WDIV Television in Detroit, Somebody pointed them to Sam's video. Sam's with us tonight from ObscuredTruth.com. And if you haven't seen Sam's most recent videos yet, there's, uh, they're in three parts available at ObscuredTruth.com. It's his adventures at the Detroit airport, the T- Detroit International uh, Airport, where the TSA didn't take too kindly to Sam using his, uh, his video camera from over 30-plus feet away. You were not getting in their face. You were not harassing them. You were not even addressing them in any way, shape, or form. You were just simply taking some, as you point, uh, pointed out, B-roll footage of, uh, of what was going on there with the, with the security procedures. And they came up and proceeded to harass you. You put your videos online, and uh, it's quickly become the third most popular video on your entire YouTube account and, and rising fast. Uh, so it's it's a great uh, great video that you put together. Unfortunately, the news reporting leaves a lot to be desired here. They're calling you a group of vigilante journalists, even though it was just little old you with your BlackBerry camera throughout most of the uh, the video footage. And just the, the way they put together this news package is just either completely incompetent or devious. And I want to continue with the audio here, and we'll uh, continue commenting. Port. <laughs> These guys are ridiculous. They couldn't find the business end of a pencil, much less a terrorist, a real terrorist. They call themselves vigilante journalists with their cell phone and hidden video cameras. They travel the country attempting to expose government agencies, telling their stories on the Internet. Where does that come from? Uh, he just made it up. I, they call I have themselves, no idea. They call themselves vigilante journalists. Yeah. I would love to ask this guy, where did you see that? I, I'm sure he'll do a report and, and you know, let everybody know exactly yeah. where he found that. Yeah, yeah he, he's just, totally just making crap up. They do, yep. Let's continue. And just weeks after the attempted bombing of Flight 253 above Metro Detroit, they were pushing the limits of the law in testing already frazzled federal agents while filming at Metro Airport. His name is Sam Dodson, and while security was still on high alert after arresting Umar Farouk Abdul-Matalib, he was taunting the TSA on tape. Do I need a reason? What if you're a terrorist? You got the beard going. Why is this... Now, I want to point out there, the, the way that they set this up, they start out the clip with me saying uh, these guys couldn't find the business end of a pencil, much less a terrorist, a real terrorist. 
Now, that's okay. And, you know, you, you want something that's shocking that's going to grab the audience's attention and keep them interested in the story. Mm-hmm. But then they go on and make it look like I just straight up walk up to the TSA <laughs> and start calling them terrorists. They forget yeah. to mention the whole fact that I was filming 30 feet away and that they followed me down the terminal and this was like 20 minutes into the campaign. They really want to play it up as, oh, we, we got to play this vigilante journalist. Right, angle. as though you're the aggressor here. Yeah. They came up and started asking you questions, so you turned it around on them and came over and asked them some questions at that point. They opened it up. Yeah, and I knew where this was going to go. So I think it's important to show people that, you know, hey, if I were to go up and ask them for ID... They're not about to pull no. out their ID and show me, uh, you know, where them and their family sleeps at night so I can keep them safe, even if, you know, the community that I'm part of wants to keep them safe. But yet they turn around and use that same justification for me being required and, and being dragged off to jail if I don't give them that, that same piece of information. Right. And, of course, they put none of this context in their reporting uh, no. about uh, about what uh, your videos were. Jelani journalists turning the cameras on the TSA at Metro Airport. Are the TSA's continual encroachments on your rights implemented for your safety or as a surreptitious method of training the public to accept demands for ID, random searches, and most of all, obedience to government orders? He pushed it right up to the legal limit. The bottom line is we're going to get ID from you now or a lockup. Which, which do you want? They were not arrested at Metro Airport. We showed these videos to several Metro Detroiters. The consensus among Metro Detroiters was that they don't mind the public looking at federal officials, but they did not like the aggressiveness of these vigilante journalists. The consensus was... Now, hmm. now notice, he's been out all day showing these clips to Metro Detroiters. But yet he has not one reaction shot to show people. That's not what he That's meant. That's outrageous. That's not what he meant. He What he meant was they put the videos on their website, which, by the way, they actually ripped your videos from. They actually did take the time to rip your videos from YouTube because nice. they put them up on their own website. So just the the whole thing about shooting them from the, 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 the when they shot the footage of it, they were shooting it off the computer screen. It's the most slipshod, crappy way to uh, to transfer video. But if you actually go and you look at uh, it's clickondetroit.com, I think is their website. Yep. They actually took your videos from YouTube because you can go to uh, different websites that actually allow you to download MP4 files from YouTube and right. then you can do whatever you want with them. So they uploaded your video clips to their website to their hosting. So whenever somebody clicks to watch your video through their website. Website. You don't get the views from uh, from YouTube. They're getting the views on uh, their own website. In fact, they are even putting 14 second uh, commercials in front of your videos. Nice. So, that, so that's copyright infringement that they're engaging in. Not that I care. Right. But. Not that you care. <laughs> and, I mean, your 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 URL is still on the you know the end of the third video, right. so people can still go and and find you if they if they want to. Uh, but uh, but but nonetheless, just what they did was they put all three of your videos up before they put that package together, mm-hmm. and they asked at the very bottom for people to comment on uh, what they okay. thought about yep. the videos. And then it was later, like a day later, that they put the package together after they they saw that okay, yeah, people are watching this because it was the number one watched video on their mm-hmm. website for that period of time, and that's how they I think they determined well we should report on this. Then they put together the report, and that's why he said the consensus is. 
Okay. Well, there was a variety of different opinions, of course, that were po- uh, were posted there. Though, to be fair, many of them were negative. Many mm-hmm. of them were the boot-licking, statist mentality. Uh, you know, Sam's a bad guy. How dare he uh, question the TSA mentality? But it's just interesting that he just drew that conclusion to say, well, there's a consensus amongst Detroiters. Yeah, and it's important to keep in mind that there are so many police officers, TSA agents... of the people are working for the government these days, and they're going to want to believe that, you know, this guy's causing trouble, that they don't normally act this way. They wouldn't treat people this way, but it's just him that did all of this. And uh, the story, I also, I didn't really tone it down all that much. This was pretty raw, in-your-face kind of uh, ideas that I was putting out there, and I'm really surprised that the response seems to be almost 50-50. Certainly, the uh, the dissenters come in and post, you know, over and over again because it's kind of like the people yelling. If they yell louder, it doesn't make it any more true, but more people hear it. So, you know, what can you do? Yeah, it's a lot of the same people. If you actually go to the Detroit is, yeah. uh, website, it's the same guys just commenting, trash talking uh, on every single comment there. But let's continue. Reporting live in Detroit, Kevin Dietz, Defenders. So, Kevin, he wasn't arrested. You could see the sensitivity over the procedures that security follows at the nation's airport. I guess it raises the question as to whether it is legal to do what he did. Well, the rules are you can take pictures and video in those areas. But if you use a video camera like this to try and circumvent security or to get a better understanding of what security is, then it's illegal. If you're just taking pictures or video of what's going on, then it's not. So it's a gray area, but it certainly calls for some tense moments at Metro Airport at a very scary time. Yeah. Scary. Very interesting perspective, fear, isn't fear, it? Be afraid. They actually mentioned that uh, th- throughout the report, it's a three about a three-minute long uh, package that they put together. They start with the, the terror thing. They end with the terror thing. They use the term scary at least a couple of times in there. Mm-hmm. Sam, you shouldn't have done this. This was the bad. This is a bad time for this. People are scared right now. You shouldn't be going in and doing it. You're a vigilante. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's uh, mainstream journalism for you. Want your thoughts, or uh, we'll come back and talk more about the about this. I think there's a few more things to say. It's free talk live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase, whatever it is that you need to buy. They probably sell it there. You know Amazon, the world's largest Internet retailer. All you have to do is enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and Free Talk Live gets a cut of Amazon's profits. It's the same great Amazon with the same great prices, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of their brand new items. It's just that when you enter through our portal, they send us a cut. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We've been talking this hour about what happened with the mainstream media uh Reports breaking out now about what you've put together over at ObscuredTruth.com, Sam. Uh, WDIV in Detroit has reported, and actually, according to your dad, who just sent me an email, uh, apparently the WDIV report has now been syndicated over to MSNBC. Oh, nice. (laughs) So the very same report uh, has been syndicated over there, and it's funny, they're, they're... 
they have the videos here, but they don't have them linked, so it's a really bad report. But nonetheless, uh, you're, you're getting coverage now over at MSNBC uh, as a result of Detroit's TV station reporting on your interactions with the TSA, which was just the most piss-poor uh, report that I've seen in that they call you a group of vigilante journalists. First of all, what is a vigilante journalist? It uh, doesn't even make sense. Uh, <laughs> secondly, you're not a group. You're not a collective. You're just Sam. There wasn't anybody else there with you. You didn't have a camera crew with you, and this isn't your full-time job. You aren't going around the country uh, doing this at various different airports, as they uh, insinuated in the, the video. And the, the funniest thing about it is how they try to act like they're so high and mighty because they've got their television transmitter and their newsrooms and their editors and all of this, the, uh, the equipment and the, uh, the establishment factor that they have. But their journalism is awful. Yeah. They, they're, not even, they're not even getting coming close to getting the facts straight. Exactly. I mean, they sit high and mighty and talk about how... You know, we're the mainstream media. We're the reliable ones. We're the ones who are going to tell you, you know, what really happened and the the honest truth about the situations. But this is not an isolated incident. When we had the 420 events in Manchester, mm-hmm. it, I, what happened? The uh, somebody got arrested. The crowd of over a hundred people followed them to the police car as they were taking them off, and they're shouting freedom and there's hands in the air. The uh, WMUR report out of Manchester was right behind him and shows him being put into the police car. They cut the audio so that there was no indication that this was anything other than just a normal arrest, Mm. you know, that happens every day. There was no screaming or no showing the crowd. So they dubbed over with somebody reporting on what was going on? Yeah. And then that was the same day that we went inside the police lobby and some people smoked uh, marijuana in the police lobby. The cameraman was standing right next to me and not even a mention of that. So there's a big elephant in the room there, too, and they didn't even acknowledge it. And it, it's this is really what this has done is motivated me to start a new series that's called <laughs> the mainstream media, where I take stories like this and break them down and show how they are lying to you people. They, they either think that you're just the, the dumbest people out there that you're or that you have no Internet connection or or they're just really this stupid to think that you can't check this stuff out or look into it. And they're right, because most people won't. Most people will see the story. Mm-hmm. They'll believe it and they'll go back about their lives thinking those damn vigilante journalists out well, causing trouble. It's in their best interest, right? Because they're the old media. They're the dinosaur. Yep. They know their days are numbered if they don't change how they're doing their business. And to, to some of their credit. I'm not talking specifically about Click on Detroit, which really bombed out on this uh, this report. But to some of the old media's credit, they're doing their best. You oh, know, they're, they do they're great jobs to... sometimes. Yeah. It's just when it comes to challenging the state, challenging the authority of the state or the status quo, they stand firmly on the side of the, the government that, that get, grants them the permission to operate in the first place. Right. That's uh, that's where they're, they used to have a monopoly. And, and it used to be real sweet for television and radio stations out there mm-hmm. because they used to only have limited competition by whoever else happens to, to have managed to obtain the precious license from the FCC for whatever designated geographic area the FCC is allotting licenses for. But as soon as the Internet hit and streaming and, uh, and video and and YouTube and things like that started popping up. And, of course, YouTube, just within the past five years, mm-hmm. uh, it really started to change the game for these uh, for these folks. Because now anybody, like they say in the video, anybody with a video camera and a blog, which, 
you know, the blogs are free. You can go get your own blog site from Google for nothing. Yep. Uh, YouTube is free. All you have to do is pay for the video camera now, which is darn cheap these days. I mean, you can get a DV cam probably for 200 bucks that'll do the job that uh, that you need to do. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it is true what they're saying, that anybody can become a journalist, but they have this kind of look-down-their-nose mentality, this snooty, uh, well, uh, you know, we're the real journalists and you guys are just a joke because you've got these little cameras and you've only got your internet websites and we've still got our big uh, our big transmitter. But when you actually look at the quality of their journalism, and if you aren't, if you if you already are like we are, well connected to the internet, then you can look at what they're doing and you can see right through it. Mm-hmm. But if you are one of the the people in this country and they still exist, which is why it's important to still uh, get your message onto radio stations and television if possible because there are still people in America that exist that don't really either don't have internet at home uh, or they don't access it at all and so to them they're still living in this old paradigm world where they can only get their news from these officialized sources and when these news sources tell them these jokers on the internet you can't trust a word they say a bunch of vigilantes yeah. uh, they they believe it and uh, are, it's just so 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 see through when you're in our position. Uh, there are people who have never logged onto the internet in their life, and the the TV is the only connection to the outside world that they really have. Mm-hmm. And the 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 uh, mainstream media is really, I think, running scared. They're seeing that TV viewers are starting to shift over to the internet. I don't have uh, cable at home. I don't watch it. I've pretty much get all of my news off the internet. I've never had cable as, as the entire time I've been an adult, and I, I'm mm-hmm. glad. And we saw, I forget which newspaper site, but one of them spent $4 million redesigning their website to Newsday. play it up. Yep. And they ended up with 35 subscribers, generated nine grand off of it. <laughs> it's just like they, they don't know how to do this. No. And the, the problem is they're lying to people. And this is where I take hope out of stories like this. I mean, my page swelled with uh, these hateful comments and these people that come in angry and want to tell me off and so forth. But... I know that the mainstream media is out there lying to people, not presenting the the true story, not telling people what's going on and not giving them an unbiased view as they claim. And uh, what I'm doing is, you know, telling my version of the truth, which is going to discount and show people that, hey, they're being lied to. The lies have to be constantly reapplied. The truth will pierce, you know, will pierce right through the lies Mm -hmm. and, and people will begin to see through this propaganda. And I think that's the change that's occurring right now is. The, the propaganda is being rendered useless by the truth, by the Internet, by bloggers, by uh, video cameras, by quick, all of this new media. It's, they can't compete. It's a Yeah, it's a fundamental shift from uh, a few people having the power to broadcast to the masses, being able to, just like the, the printing press revolutionized uh, society that we live in today. Absolutely. More information is available, and once you have that, uh, once you have the ability to go and get it and you start doing that, that's when this kind of news reporting becomes absolutely laughable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just on its face absurd what they are saying, and you have to wonder what this guy, this so-called journalist, who I think is, uh, you know, pales in comparison to the kind of uh, level of reporting that uh, that you do. I mean, clearly you have a message in your piece. I don't know if uh, if you're if you would be considered a journalist. I I guess they suggest that journalists are supposed to be unbiased, but does anybody really ever believe that that's the case? Yeah. I mean. When 
when has that ever been the case that journalists have been unbiased? I understand they try some of them try their best to not show their biases in their uh, reporting, but I mean this guy didn't even try. He just out and out essentially libeled you uh, on the air. I mean, almost. It was outrageous. They present their facts in a neutral manner. I think, though, they they are completely oblivious to the fact that uh, they are biased towards the views of the state. And I don't think uh, they may realize it. Some of them know what they're doing. Like, obviously, if they're doing a report like this, they're either... This was a hack job. ...incompetent or it was on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know which it is, but they are certainly biased, and I'm not sure how how aware they are of that, but it's certainly what's going on. Well, now you've got the moniker Vigilante Journalist attached to you because uh, because this one Detroit TV station called you that. Uh, you were interviewed this morning on KABC, uh, KABC Radio in Los Angeles for about five or six minutes with their morning host there. And, you know, he was kind of eh, semi-fair with you. I mean, he wasn't terrible. Uh, he certainly actually talked to you, unlike this guy on the right. television station. Uh, did the TV guy even reach out to you to email you or anything like that to Not ask at you all. questions? Yeah, I didn't even know that they had copied the videos <laughs> off to their site. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so you've got a you got an interview out of it uh, out of all of this, and now MSNBC covering it. And I'm gonna send this out to my email list. I've got like 600 program directors. Nice. Maybe one of them will bite get you another interview. Hour number two is coming up. You can bring up whatever you want. Go see Sam's latest videos over at ObscuredTruth.com. There's more coming up. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. As we launch here into the second hour of the program, Mark is out, uh, I guess, back in Florida on another vacation. Sam, sitting in with me tonight from ObscuredTruth.com. As always, thanks for being here, Sam. You're welcome. Uh, Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. We'll take your calls about whatever you want and start things out with, I believe, Keith is with us in Connecticut. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, Keith. What's on your mind Ian tonight? Ian and Sam, right? Yep, Ian and Sam here. Yeah, you guys might want to check in with uh, this Jonathan Oosting over at MLive.com. He can't even spell uh, free keen. What is this? Yeah. You guys were talking about the uh, the Metro Detroit coverage of the uh, uh, of Sam's videos? Yeah, it got covered somewhere on, else? Yeah, it's on uh, one of their websites. They have all three videos on uh, MLive.com. Just uh, the letter M and then live.com. Mm-hmm. And down uh, the thing, they have a link back to one of the blog posts on freekeen.com re- regarding Sam's uh, incarceration, and they spelled it with a with an E. It's K-E-A-N. So, oh, jeez. But the link, the link works, <laughs> and it gets it to your site. So at least uh, 
At least that part's good. It's good enough. Okay, cool. So it's getting uh, coverage in uh, places we didn't even know was getting coverage. That's nice to know. And of course, we're talking about Sam's video series that he just recently posted over at ObscuredTruth.com. Thank you for the heads up on that. Uh, was there something else you wanted to share? Um, actually, I called months and months ago, back when I was in the Navy. I uh, got a threatening letter from the DMV because I went on a uh, deployment, and my insurance was considered to be to have lapsed, even though all I did was uh, take it down to the state minimums. Well, anyway, I, I I wasn't intending on uh, to paying off, you know, their bribe fee. They wanted three hundred dollars or something to make it go away, and uh, they went back and forth. And basically, it sounds like it got stuck stuck under a desk. So, you know, they eventually, once I got there, they had already found it and realized it was a mistake and cleared it in the system. They just hadn't told me yet, so they had me running around trying to figure out how to, you know, prevent them from coming after me. And, nice. But anyway, it resolved itself. I, I went to uh. I went to the local DMV, even though I was, you know, instructed not to on the form, um, and discussed with them and got many responses. One of the the best quotes I got out of the day was, "I don't know. I'm just here to take your money." <laughs> so those are his exact words. Honesty in government, honest, right yeah. there. We got an interesting response from some bureaucrats over the, uh, the, the this last weekend in Manchester. There's a video that has just been put up over at freekeen.com of the, the police coming out and threatening a group of demonstrators as one of our activists is uh, sitting in a jail cell right now. They actually come out and claim they have to leave because it's private property, the jail. The, the jail is private. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. They, right on Probably video, they tell you that. Taxpayers? Yeah, you're, apparently, even though you're forced to pay for it, it's not your property. It's private property, and, and they don't even bother claiming it's public property. They, there's not, they're not even bothering with that. I'm sorry to interrupt your story. Go ahead with uh, what else you had to tell us. No, that that was all. It resolved itself. It was a, it was a dumb DMV typical uh, waste of time for everyone involved. So, um, the only other thing I did have, I, I think. Uh, my girlfriend has uh, swallowed the red pills of of liberty, and they're not agreeing with her that well. She. Oh, no. uh, you know, she, you know, she's realizing that she's you know, going to feel pretty lonely until we get up into New Hampshire. Um, she decided, I guess a week ago while I was out of town, to uh, go with her friend and, and get a small stud in, in her nose. Well, this was against company policy, but the company policy, which the company is uh, a subsidiary of the military base that, that I used to work for, so of course they're just the typical bureaucratic rules of dress code. Mm-hmm. So, well, she decided to go ahead and just do it anyway because they don't actually enforce their rules, typically. Okay. So now she's feeling really bad because she's going to get other people in trouble over this rule that is suddenly has to be enforced again because, oh no, people are, uh, are bending it. So she got a stud in her nose thinking she was going to get away with it, but then they decided to start enforcing that rule? Correct. She's, so she's uh, losing her job? No, no. Actually, she uh, we we discussed what we were going to do about it. She originally was going to take it out, and I told her to stand her ground because they probably would just, you know, come up with another solution. And what they ended up settling on is she uh, said she would agree to take three weeks and you know, take a leave of absence and let it heal, and then change it out for I guess a plastic piece that you can't see when she has it in, so it'll just maintain it open. And I guess that's where they're moving forward from now. But now she's really worried that she's going to bring down the uh, the hammer of man- management hmm. on other people who used to, you know, come in with tattoos and tongue rings and everything, which was all against the rules anyway. 
Well, I mean, what what can she do about that? It's not her fault if uh, if management wants to come down on other people for breaking the rules. Uh, I mean, if they've been lax this entire time and they decide to uh, get more strict because of what she did, it's not really her fault. Is a ban- was a band-aid considered? I know a lot of people use that to cover up uh, earrings and piercings and so forth. It was considered. Honestly, her biggest thing was she didn't feel uh, she didn't want to hide it. She okay. wanted to flaunt it. She wanted to point out the fact. Well, this is what I do on my off time. This has nothing to do with my my professional life, my my work. I'm not. I'm going to complete. You know, I, she's a personal trainer. She's she's going to do an excellent job training people and pushing them towards their uh, their workout goals. Just the same. And no one notices. So, so is this really an issue where you have jurisdiction? So, you mentioned that she works for a company that was tied in with the military. Correct. Uh, the uh, she actually works for uh, one of the people that that provide the gyms. So they're pretty much they they work hand in hand. So it's a contractor down here. So for the military. Right. Now, you said she had taken the uh, the red pills of liberty, and they weren't agreeing with her. What is that? What was that a reference to? I. I think the more she gets, she, she lightly looks into the stuff. I've been a, I, I went to the Liberty Forum last year. I am a, uh, a Free State Project uh, signer oh, with great. the intention of getting up there as soon as possible, as soon as things line up. And there cool. are some jobs in Keene that might work, so it uh, might, be, might be the next couple months. Fantastic. Nice. So, so she is dabbling in it a little bit, and I mean, what's, when, when you say they're not, not agreeing with her, I mean, does she have a certain objections to the ideas of freedom, or what's going on there? Her, her little literal words were uh, tonight was, uh, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Um, no one seems to, you know, no one seems to, I, they feel that I'm, I'm not picking my battles. I'm, I'm, you know, standing up for things that don't make any sense. You know, if you, yeah. if you, if you just worry about every little thing, then you're just never going to be a happy person. When, when in point of fact, it's people enforcing their opinions on other people that brings misery about in the first place. It's tough to uh, come across these ideas, and you know, once you're first exposed to them, it's like, oh my gosh, there's all this stuff going on, and I, I had no idea. And you start to see things, or at least for me, I started to see things in a completely different way. But I didn't know how to communicate that to people. I mm-hmm. didn't know how to handle people's objections. I didn't know where to take the conversation all the time. And you know, it was it was a frustrating position to be in because. I knew I was right. I had this bigger perspective that showed me these things that these other people that I'm talking to have no idea about and and just don't even consider. But yet, how do I communicate that to them? And it's a process that just takes time. And I would I would agree with the statement that if you're worrying about every little thing, you can't be happy. I mean, it, that's right. a, that's a true statement. If you're worrying all the time, you'll never be happy. Uh, so yeah, when you first when you first discover the message of liberty, it can be overwhelming because then you start to become more aware of all of the violations of people's freedoms and rights that are happening all around you, and you also become aware of your inability to really do anything significant about it. To you know, uh, snap your fingers and make it all go away would be nice, and that's just not. Uh, the way it works. So you you have to uh, deal with being aware now of having your paradigm shifted to where you are seeing all of these uh, atrocities and and horror 
universe happening, but still at the same time, not let them get to you, not let them bring you down, not let you, uh, you know, not get to your uh, to the point of feeling defeated and feeling like it's uh, like it's an impossible task. And then, of course, you've also got the uh, the derision that comes from the people that are still stuck in the state paradigm uh, that they don't understand what you're saying, they don't want to hear what you're saying, they they think you're crazy. And that can be very difficult as well. And so, getting over those those humps is it, it's you know so it's, it's a learning process that you can only really do with experience and practice. And of course, making the move to New Hampshire helps a lot because then you can get around other people that are of like mind rather than feeling all alone in a sea of statism. Thank you for the call, and look forward to seeing you up here, Keith. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I know that my viewpoint didn't shift from. Fear and uh, and and hatred and anger to love and forgiveness and compassion until I made the move and have been have been here in New Hampshire. More coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson, is now available at SwordMovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit SwordMovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Features including our Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com. And you can become a fan there. That's Facebook. .freetalklive.com Plus, if you're interested in journalism and passionate about liberty and of college age, you can learn about print, broadcast, or investigative journalism by interning at a newspaper, media network, or state policy organization. The program includes a week-long career workshop, a stipend, and housing assistance. Receive mentoring and job search assistance during and after your internship, and placements are available during the summer and fall. For a summer placement, oh, crap, it's too late. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's too late to get in for summer, but you can definitely get in uh, for the fall placement. I don't have a deadline for that one yet. So go to libertarianinternships.com to get registered for that. That's libertarianinternships.com. As we continue here, you can bring up absolutely anything. The toll-free number 800-259-9231. Now, let's let's continue on this uh, TSA discussion here, Sam, because you've got a couple stories of uh, more recent incidents of just shocking things going on behind the scenes uh, at the TSA. Which one do we want to start with? Uh, you've got one about a Jeopardy board. and Yeah, let's let's jump into the Jeopardy board. Yeah, what's that all about? Uh, the, well, the real point behind the videos uh, that we talked about in the first hour is showing the inequality between the way the police and the, the so-called authorities view themselves and the way they view us. You know, they really kind of put themselves above that. And I think there's a couple stories here that are just perfect examples and that, that monopoly on force is the problem. It attracts some of the worst people into the job. And, you know, the TSA claims, oh, these are isolated incidents, but there's a lot of them. And here's the latest one out of Orlando from uh, CNN. Derogatory Jeopardy Board launches TSA probe. Uh, the Transportation Security Administration has launched an internal investigation into an air marshal field office in Florida where supervisors are alleged to have 
used a crew assignment board to ridicule and keep score on women, gays, and minorities, sources told CNN. The board resembling the TV game show Jeopardy includes categories such as pickle smokers, our gang, (laughs) and creatures, which sources said were names used by managers for gay men, African-Americans, and lesbians. The photograph of the board was sent to CNN. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, The TSA confirmed the investigation but did not elaborate. Uh, I'm I'm following a referral from a DHS uh, office of the inspector general. The TSA's office of inspection is conducting an investigation. You know, they go on here. Yeah, right. And at the end, they say the uh, TSA office of inspection will present its finding to the TSA acting administrator for appropriate action. So that's that, going to be the end of it then. Yeah. Well, they're going to investigate themselves and, and they'll handle this. Don't worry, America. Yeah, that, that's how it always goes. I mean, whether it's the, the local police department or uh, the TSA in this case, news breaks about something outrageous happening. And this is quite clearly uh, a pretty twisted what they're what they're doing here. I mean, they're they're putting people into uh, to groups uh, based on who knows what uh, presumptions and assumptions they're uh, they're making about people. And so they're they're earning points. They're giving points away to one another if they harass somebody who's a lesbian. Is that the idea here? Well, it, it's up. It, nobody knows exactly how they use the board, but uh, you know they're giving themselves points. They're, they've uh, there's a picture of it here. And how did this to, get out? Somebody snapped a picture, sent it off to CNN, and one they, of the uh, TSA agents, presumably, or maybe just somebody that works in the office, a secretary or something mm-hmm. that saw what they were doing and and didn't appreciate the uh, the bigotry and and uh, racism. Or maybe somebody pissed somebody else off, and they decided that the, be, they'd yeah. had enough of this. Then at this point, yeah. So there's no telling what they were doing with it, but you can guess by the names, it's probably not uh, customer service oriented. No, certainly not. <laughs> and these are the supervisors. This is the supervisory office, not right. the low level. Level workers, so it's already getting its way up into the ranks. And uh, you know, there's another story that's even worse than this. Well, one. hang on a second. There's something to be said. I mean, you mentioned customer service oriented, and, and there's something to be said as somebody who has you know worked on the the, the retail sales floor and uh, various different positions. Uh, yeah, behind the scenes at any retailing kind of establishment where customer service is important, inevitably you're going to have the angry customers. You're going to have the customers that are irrational, oh, yeah. that are jerks, that are scam artists. And uh, you know, there's some there's some trash talking that goes on behind the scenes about those kinds of customers. But that's different from attacking a customer because he's gay or because he's black or because he's a, she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just categorizing all your uh, certain certain customers into certain categories and treating them in a certain way, uh, but behind the scenes because of it. That I don't I never really saw happening. I mean, I'm sure it happens from time to time in different places, but it certainly wasn't institutional. It certainly would never be institutionalized in an organization like this. I mean, this is this is pretty sick. Well, but at retail stores where you have clerks or whatever, they're they're typically not carrying guns and they're mm. typically not given the power to arrest somebody, drag them off to right. a cage and put this legal system that's stacked against them. And they're also not shielded from being fired, from being sued, from all of these other things. I mean, this it, it all comes back to the monopoly that they're that they're granted. And that is the source of all of this behavior, whether yes. or not it's fostering it by you know, creating the environment where that's okay, we can just look the other way this time. Or if it's attracting some of these sickos into the job because, oh, I get to exercise power. this power over others. Absolutely. They are under my control it's and both. I like that.
Yeah, it it's is. both. It's attracting the sickos, and it's also attracting lazy people because yeah, it's a sweet, sweet government job, and it, it doesn't really involve that much uh, work. <laughs> it was funny. You were interviewed on KABC this morning out on uh, out in L.A., one of the larger talk stations in the country, and they the host was talking about how the TSA agents are getting hurt so often in their jobs because they have to lift bags. Right. And I don't see most of them lifting any bags, no. do you? And I used to work in a, a freight uh, job where I was actually moving boxes around. If you do it properly, it, it's not a big Lift deal. with your legs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I wonder how many of them are getting hurt because the uh, it's probably easy to file a claim and yeah. you know they got all these union Workman's benefits. and for weeks and right. sit at home and play video games yeah. and eat ice cream. I bet you that's what most of it is. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sure some of them get injured occasionally, but the, the vast majority I ever see are just standing around or working the lines and uh, moving, you know, kind of shaking people down, that kind of job. Yeah, well, and that's part of why I started filming in Detroit. These, these agents or these groups of three roaming uh, agents out searching people at gates – that's new personnel that they're bringing on. They're they're going to have to increase their staff to mm. do these secondary searches. And I thought that was the most interesting thing aspect of the story is here goes the TSA growing their staff. You know their budget is up right. to seven billion dollars. Now they year. can search you twice. Yeah, they're, they're growing their staff so they can search you more than once. And it, it wasn't good enough the first time. Apparently they 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 don't trust themselves uh, right. enough to. To just have the one checkpoint be effective, they have to now check you multiple times. Yeah, and where does it end? I mean, they're expanding out to bus and train stations. Mm -hmm. We've seen that in Indiana and, and other places. I, I don't like where it's going, and I think people nope. need to speak out about it. So there is more here. In fact, out of the same airport, is that right? Orlando uh, I believe, International Airport? Yeah, this was also Orlando. Let's get to this. Uh, we're going to get to this here in a moment. It's about... One of these agents, was it a MySpace or Facebook page? Uh, he has a MySpace page. One of these agents' MySpace page reveals something a little unusual. We'll, uh, we'll share that with you with a TSA agent. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Whether you want to tell us your TSA horror story, your airport experience, or bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind, you may. It's Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Got a lot of features there, and there uh, a lot of features have been there for a long time, but the website itself is brand new. Uh, as of this last month, at the beginning of the year, we've made the flip to FTL 2.0. It allows you, the listener, to submit show prep ideas, essays, blog posts, that kind of thing. And other listeners can either vote them up or vote them down as they like or dislike. And then depending on how many votes it gets, it uh, may be pushed to the top of our website, thereby increasing the chances that it'll get mentioned on the radio. So you can go to freetalklive.com. At the very least, if it doesn't get mentioned by us, it still gets more attention because people will see it there. And uh, it, it's uh, it's a real community-oriented site now, and I think it's really a, a good improvement. So head over to free uh, freetalklive.com. And enjoy. It is free still, and it will continue to be free. As we continue with your phone calls here, we'll get to the uh, the weird TSA agent 
sicko guy here in a moment. Uh, but first, let's go to the phones and the fun. Kurt, listening to KBYO-FM in Monroe, Louisiana. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, thank you. I uh, wanted to just comment, you know, we all have had a tough year politically, and uh, you've got the NRA that is, of course, battling to preserve the Second Right Amendments. You have the new development of the Tea Party and trying to battle some of the Be- before you go, Kurt, before you go, I just got to correct something that uh, that you pointed out there. The NRA doesn't really battle to protect the Second Amendment. They actually endorse the 20,000-plus gun laws that are currently on the books. Okay. Well, anyway, my, my point is okay. this. We're talking about the, uh, the TSA. Yes, sir. And the thought has occurred to me over the last probably six weeks that, you know, it is really an invasion of our privacy to be screened the way we are. There is not a single non-Muslim over the age of 30 that has created any kind of incidents at any of the airports that has diminished the safety of the travelers that go through the airports. And I just feel like we need to set up some kind of revolt or some kind of just absolute refusal to go through that until they can prove to us that, again, the non-Muslims over the age of 30 are doing this. I just, I really, it, to me, it's a personal invasion of my privacy. So, wait, I'm sorry, I, I missed something there. You wanted to prove, you want them to prove that non-Muslims I, are doing what? Terrorism or what? No, what I'm saying is, see, all of the airline screenings are basically to, if you will, protect the airline safety from the terrorists who have attempted things like 9-11 and like the underwear bomber. Mm-hmm. None of those people have been non-Muslims over the age of 30. But don't you understand, though, if the TSA or any security agency were to say, okay, we're only going to screen Muslims over a certain age or under a certain age, then the terrorists would just go out and recruit people who don't fit that profile and they would sail right through. That's the whole carnival effect. Well, and until that incident happens, I still feel like that, you know, when my grandmother travels on an airplane, that she's got to go through all that. I just feel that it is something that is totally unnecessary, and as you mentioned a few minutes ago, prohibitively expensive. I think oh, you yeah. said the budget was seven billion dollars this year. Yep. So, I mean, so do you feel like Kurt? I mean, because I agree with you that it's expensive and that it's unnecessary, but I think it's unnecessary uh, for the government to be screening anybody. Don't you feel like it would be best if each airline got to set their own security policies and then if they decided they wanted to have tight security, that airline could have tight security at their gate uh, versus this one-size-fits-all government system that they just have this set of rules that they force down on everybody? And if it works or not, it doesn't really matter. They've, they've got their system and they're trying to pretend like it's doing something, but it's really just inconveniencing uh, millions of people. So, do you feel like the airline should be handling their own security? Well, if you do that, then the problem you run into is those that are more lax are going to be targeted compared to those that are more stringent. How do you know that? Well, if you have individual airlines making their own choices, no, I don't know the answer to that, obviously, but that's that's my thought. Well, well, okay, well, let me run this one by you. What if what if I have Liberty Airlines and I want to allow people to carry weapons on the plane. So basically, there is no security on my plane that uh, if you want to come armed, you're welcome to come armed. Do you really think that there's a higher likelihood of someone uh, trying terrorism on that plane? 
Nope. Why? Because there are people there that can prevent that. Ah, okay. So then your statement is, is false, then. Your statement that uh, that having lax security would prevent uh, or would, would encourage terrorism is not necessarily true. Actually, having lax security and encouraging people to carry their own weapons onto the airlines might actually provide a safer plane. Well, that, that very well could be. But my, my the main purpose of my call is really more the screening process and those that are you know, should be screened as compared to those that are, you know, with everybody now being screened, it, it, to me, it's just discriminatory against those of us who have no intent of doing that. But you're not, put what you're, put, what I'm disturbed by in your call, Kurt, and I think you have the best of intentions, but uh, I, what I'm hearing from you, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're saying you think Muslims should be screened, but nobody else. Correct. Okay, so how are you going to? I mean, because that's a completely different proposal than what I was talking about, where each airline gets to set their own policy. You're talking about a one-size-fits-all government policy that will target Muslims, but no one else. How will you discern who a Muslim is? That is determined when the ticket is purchased. How will that be uh, discerned? That's a question that could be asked. Well, I mean, what that's if the they lie? Well, what, I'm, you know, uh, again, I. All I'm doing is proposing a concept that those of us who do not pose a threat to our country somehow can be exempt from the screening process. Yeah, I, I... Uh, in the in the same sense that you mentioned carrying the guns on the airplane, if you've got a permit to carry then, you know, you should be exempt from the screening process. Well, I, I have a right to bear, bear firearms. I don't need a permit if I have a right to uh, to bear firearms. So uh, go, go ahead, Sam, with your yeah, question. Yeah, I understand what you're saying about, you know, there's the Israeli uh, head of security that did the, all of the airport uh, procedures and so forth, and they're very strict over there. He's looked at what the TSA does, and he says it's not designed to catch real terrorists. It's designed to bother people. I mean, that, that was almost a direct quote from him. So other countries look at this and see and say, okay, yeah, this is not what, uh, you know, real security that's effective at stopping terrorists is going to look like. This is really just designed to more subjugate people, get them used to throwing away water and handing over their ID and Notice well, how, that's what this is about. It's yeah. about uh, getting people used to being searched and getting them to be more obedient uh, to so-called authority. And that's one of the reasons why they're never going to do what you're suggesting. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, and I still want to kind of examine what you're suggesting here because I think there's something fundamentally flawed about it. And that is that you think that you'll be able to uh, ascertain who Muslims are and who they aren't. I mean, are you just talking about targeting people because they're, uh, they happen to look a certain way or asking them, are you a Muslim? Why would anyone want to say yes if that meant that they were going to get us, you know, an extra special well, screening? All right, well, let's put it this way. How many Caucasians have brought a bomb or attempted to bring a bomb on Timothy McVeigh blew up the Oklahoma City Federal uh, building but he didn't he did he was not you know he didn't bring that through an airport so i mean you're, you're still a bomb that killed a lot of people right i mean what you're what you're talking about now is racial profiling you're talking about targeting a certain group of people because their skin color uh, or their you know the, their appearance happens to to fit a certain profile 
And uh, number one, it's just not right to do because most of those people are still going to not be terrorists. I mean, the supermajority of them are good individuals who are just trying to get from uh, from one point to another. So rather than proposing something that essentially comes off, and I'm not I'm not saying that it is racist, but it's going to come off that way. It's going to result in a lot of oh, lawsuits. No it's going to result in a lot of lawsuits, and it's never going to be a possibility. Why not talk about actually having more freedom instead, and and actually allow Allowing uh, each, as I said, every airline to set their own policy. So that way, if one airline wants to screen passengers that are um, Muslims, then it's not likely the Muslims will do business with them anymore. Sure. You Something know, and, to think and about. I'm not, yeah, and I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying that we need to expand the idea. We need to approach a way to get around the current system of screening because there are so many people that are screened that. Really? Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's a it's a big waste of time. There's no doubt about it. But proposing changes to the existing system isn't going to be likely uh, to uh, to occur. Thank you for the call. There's more coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Sam. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. It's all completely free. Silly nonsense to serious issues. You'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Com. And at Manchester Brewing, they realize you have many beer choices, but so does, uh, but does your beer make you bulletproof and invisible? We don't think so. At ManchesterBrewing.com. That's ManchesterBrewing.com. All right, so we continue here. Uh, take your phone calls about whatever you want. We just talked to Kurt a few moments ago in uh, Monroe, listening to KBYO FM. And I wanted to just expand a little bit uh, because we don't think we had enough time to really discuss thoroughly what he was proposing in the last segment. And Kurt is looking at the TSA situation in this country and seeing a lot of things that are true, uh, that they're wasting tons of money. Mentioned their $7 billion uh, yearly budget is uh, what they're spending today. It's probably going to be more next year because like all bureaucracy, it's constantly expanding. Mm -hmm. So it's very costly. And not only is it costly from an actual dollars paid kind of standpoint, it's also costly from an economic standpoint in that everybody has to get to the airport earlier and has to do more waiting, which means that people are not able to get as much work done. They're not able to get to their families and visit them for as long or whatever. It it affects people's ability to get to where they need to go in the most efficient uh, way of using their time. And if you take all of the however many millions of people travel in, uh, by, by air in this country over a year's span of time, you're probably talking about billions and billions of hours just thrown away because people are waiting in lines and having things taken away from them and being uh, subjected to whatever random abuse happens to, uh, to, to occur. And, of course, then you've got stories like what you were telling us earlier, Sam, about the TSA having a, a little leaderboard behind the scenes in the back office where they were targeting. Uh, targeting gays and targeting lesbians and black people and giving each other points for harassing the most uh, you know, gay men and that kind of thing. So you just have all kinds of abuses, all kinds of just waste, 
and it's just fraught with that. So Kurt was absolutely right in his assessment of what's going on with the TSA. Where Kurt went wrong, in my opinion, was suggesting that the way to fix this, well, is to just do that, to do, just to do it to Muslims. You yeah. know? Let everybody else through, uh, but just do it to Muslims, because nobody else would ever blow up a, an airplane but a Muslim male under the age of 30, or whatever it was. I, I think Kurt's probably like a lot of Americans who have flown recently, and just as frustrated by the way he's treated by the invasive procedures and all the things that they do i mean there are other in hong kong you go right through they don't go through your bag you don't have to pull your laptop off out same thing in uh, britain Mm. Uh, and and somehow they're managing to get by just fine i think what he didn't realize is that when you have the private market handling it and you don't have this overseen bureaucracy forcing everyone to follow a certain set of procedures that the best of breed is going to win if the market is demanding unobtrusive uh, airline security that does the minimum to keep them safe, then that's what they'll get. And the same is true if the airline is demanding or if the customers are demanding, you know, absolute 100 percent security body cavity searches, to, you know, to take it to an extreme. Not that that would happen. But the best part is without the overriding bureaucracy, you get both. You can have airlines that take on a lax policy where they may allow guns and, and you can have airlines that you know, strip search you. Or maybe they you make want. you fly nude. I mean, they could do that too. If <laughs> With they want. shock bracelets on. Who knows? I mean, you could have whatever the market would be demanding. Right. And, uh, and that's what, that's the most sensible freedom oriented policy that anybody can propose. So Kurt saw a lot of the problems, but his policy wasn't, uh, didn't have the ideas of liberty in mind. It only had the ideas of liberty for people like Kurt right. in mind. And that's where you go wrong, is when you aren't willing to grant liberty to everybody else, or in this case to the airlines, to make their own decisions about what their uh, their uh, their flying policies, their security policies are going to be, then you, you know, you're know you not going to ever have freedom. And the other thing that I wanted to point out to him is the reason why – First of all, this this proposal will never be taken seriously as far as the, the, what the government's uh, system is concerned is because, as we pointed out, they want you to be obedient. They want all Americans to bow down. That's what governments are all about is obedience and extracting money and, and, and obedience from people. Uh, we've seen example after example where government – People will do the just the pettiest of things, like they're holding our friend uh, Big Mike in a jail cell right now, as they did to you a year ago almost. Uh, yep. They held you in a jail cell, Sam, for 58 days because – well, not because they wanted money from you. They knew they weren't going to get that, but they wanted obedience from you. Mm-hmm. That was what was most important to them. They wanted you to give your name. Same thing with Big Mike. They want Big Mike to give his name to them. That's all, even though they know what his name is, even though they knew what your name was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough that they knew – it, it had to be that you bowed down to them to give them what they wanted from you. So the TSA experience, the, the whole TSA concept is about cow, uh, you know, essentially cowing Americans, making them bow down and making them submit and making them take off this and take off that and throw away the water and do this and do that and jump up and down and do jumping jacks or whatever the heck it is. Put, whatever put your arbitrary. hands up. Put yeah. your hands up to go through the body scanner. I mean, that, that's an I surrender symbol. Mm. And there's a reason that they do that. Now, the photos that they release to the press showing the body scanners, the people's hands are down most of the time. But they don't yet, do that. Huh? When you go through it, no, they want you to put your hands up so that you feel like you're guilty, so that you feel mm. like something's wrong and these people are, 
or you know are justified in checking you out. It's it, a position it's, of submission. You're it's right. Psychology. Yeah, they are messing with people's heads. So on one hand, you've got the fact that they want to uh, to create this mentality of this herd mentality of obedience and just do what we say, uh, bow down, Americans. And on the other side, you've got the the standard government. Uh, method of expansion, constant expansion, mission creep, getting larger, a government program, you name it, government program is created with an intention, right, to keep people safe or protect the airlines or whatever it is the intention is. And then the intentions expand out from there. Well, now we need to do this. Well, now we need to have two security checks. We need to have one at the, uh, you know, the entrance to the gates and then one actually at the gate. And we need to have behavior detection specialists and all these other people roaming around and looking at you. So, I mean, it's, ex- it's already expanded out from its original intentions. The idea that they would all of a sudden contract down to just uh, targeting one specific group of people is completely against the nature of bureaucracy. Right. So that's why what I was telling Kurt was what what you're talking about here is completely unrealistic and it's also, you know, not really freedom oriented the suggestion. Well, now I have seen something that's along the lines of what Kurt was suggesting there uh supposedly is a company out there that's talking to the TSA with uh mind reading capabilities. <laughs> uh, they'll flash an image up on the screen and then they'll be scanning your brain and if you're they they're claiming that they can read your mind, but of course they're not doing that. All no. they're doing is looking at activity in certain centers of the brain. So if you see an image and the wrong area of your brain lights up, you get hauled off and, and uh, screened. Nice. And the other people are allowed to go through. And I'm sure these machines will cost billions, just like the uh, the body scanners, mm-hmm. which, by the way, you know, it's not going to stop bombers. How do people smuggle drugs on airplanes? I mean, it's an age-old trick. You put it where the sun where, don't yeah. shine. Yeah. <laughs> So these these body scanners don't see past the uh, the skin, so they're even considering X-raying people, just like you would get, oh, you know, geez. where you put the lead vest on, and that's how far they want to go. Plus, I believe it's Chertoff, one of the former heads of Homeland Security. Yeah, that's right. Now works Skeletor. for the company that uh, makes the body scanners. So here yes, he does. It is He's a another, lobbyist, basically. For it's them. a revolving door. I mean, they they send these people in to head up the government. They give favors to their ind- to their buddies in the industry, and then they leave and they go work for the industry and make lots it's of amazing. money. Just sticking it to taxpayers. That's right. You guys are getting screwed. Not to mention the five dollar. Uh, uh, per ticket fee that they're charging on top of that, they're, right. they're still can't that that's only like a third of their budget. And if you believe that the Muslims are the enemy, you are wrong. You're distracted. The Muslims aren't the problem. Muslims are just another group of religious folks that, mm-hmm. you know, has a certain belief system. And the supermajority of them are peaceful individuals in the same way that supermajority of Christians are, you know, regular folk, peaceful people. They get along well with one another. There are always radicals in any given uh, in a religion as large as as the Muslim religion or as large as Christianity, there are always going to be uh, violent radicals. Uh, but, to, you know, to target that one group shows that you're not really paying attention to the real problem. And the real problem is the government. They're, they're the real terrorists. I mean, they're the ones that are going over to these other countries, bombing them, destroying people's way of life, uh, propping up dictators and angering people to the point where they decide they've got nothing left to lose, their whole family's been killed, might as well strap a bomb to themselves and go blow something up in America. Yeah. That's that's why there's a terrorism problem in the first place. It's because of the actions of the government. So place the blame where it belongs, not on a group of people called Muslims, but maybe the group of people calling themselves the U.S. federal government. Yeah. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 
There's more coming up. Hour number three is on the way. You can bring up anything. So we've got your calls. Uh, we're going to get to your calls here in moments. Also, Sam, you still got to tell us about this weird TSA guy. Uh, oh, we yeah. found the information was found on his MySpace page. Very revealing. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Do you remember the old Libertarian Party back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle? The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the Libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into the third hour of the program. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And you can join us on our website. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Again, freetalklive.com. Right to your phone calls we go. I believe we have uh, Scott in Massachusetts on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Scott, going to the first gentlemen. Hey there. How are you doing today? What's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to say that the reason we call Sam a fake journalist is because he is not part of their Jewish media. <laughs> this is the uh, the imitator, Scott. We had this guy call in over the uh, the weekend, or at least one of the, the imitators. There may be more than one. Uh, so go ahead, Scott, with your thoughts. Or... Oh, I just wanted to say that I, a while back I said that the Jews cannot be farmers. And the reason for this is the planet they come from has no tillable soil. What what planet is that? It's uh, called Istvan <laughs> I know yeah, that, but I, you know, they told me if I did a story on it that they'd take me out. I understand your fear. Yeah, they're it's very scary. powerful. They are. But one day we will all rise up and we will chase them off the planet. I don't know about that. I like Jewish people. The the ones I've known have been very very nice folks. Thank you for the call tonight, Scott. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, let's continue here with the different Scott. Uh, this is probably the real Scott, but I'm not sure. Scott uh, in Massachusetts. Yes, I got uh, hello, Ian. And Scott, can Sam. you believe I, it? You're so popular. You you've got followers now. You that got, was an, that was really an imit- uh, one of my followers. You've got a, you well, at least an imitator. I don't well, know if he's well, a follower of yours. Let me tell you the reason why I'm calling. What do you think? Was it was it a pretty good imitation? Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah. Uh, you know, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed should be tried in New York City. Have you been following that case? A little bit, not a whole lot. Which one is well, this now, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed? Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, also known as KSM, okay. uh, sh- should be tried in New York City, and I'll tell you why. Because 9/11 occurred on in, in New York City, and Mayor Bloomberg, as you know, is the mayor of New York City now. They, he says that the city is strapped for cash. Now, he's a billionaire. He should pay for that $200 million for the trial. And if they don't want to have it in New York City, may I suggest Jerusalem or Tel Aviv? Uh, and, I'm, and, and my sarcasm has a, uh, has, has a point to it, and the point is this. With the U.S. aid to Israel that we have given to Israel, make no mistakes about it. We were attacked, and we were going to have future attacks. 
It's not a question of if. Or I when. did not give any aid to Israel, and I no, was not attacked. Not. So please you, don't include me in, in I'm your sorry, collective terms. Let me rephrase terms. it. Our U.S. government, the United States government, is endangering us all by its constant and unrelenting aid to Israel. And I'd hold like on, to hold on. more they're, than they're, that. Yeah, they're endangering us all because, number one, they've got military bases, 700 and over 130 countries. Yeah. They are engaging in what I would describe as financial terrorism, where they send people in to make these loans that they know the politicians are going to accept because, hey, they get to spend all of this money and, you know, they're not going to be there in a few years. It's a it's kind of a rental based system where they get to rent a country for a while and run it. So, you know, they can come in and promise them all this money and then the next guy gets to deal with, well, now you're on the hook to the U.S. government and you have to start adopting all their policies. People hate uh, America because all of their uh, their drug war and everything else is just rammed down their throat. Yeah, as usual, Scott, you're while what you're saying isn't necessarily false, it's not also the entire picture. I mean, there's all kinds of meddling that goes on all around the world in a variety of different forms. But because of your biases, you tend to focus on the one that uh, you know that happens to tie in with your particular worldview, which is you know hatred of people that aren't uh, that aren't wasps. Basically, Let me ask you this. white Anglo-Saxon. In other words. Protestants. In, in, in the media, you constantly hear the word Islamofascism, terrorists. These are not terrorists. They are freedom fighters along the lines of the Minutemen who fought in Lexington and Concord in 1775 to repel the British. If you had soldiers occupying your lands, you would take up arms against them, too. That's what these... Uh, Muslims are, are, are doing they, I don't know killing. if I would take up arms at this point in my life uh, I, I think I might have uh, several years ago but I, I, I find myself less and less inclined to uh, use violence as a solution to anything but I do understand what you're saying in general uh, if the Americans uh, if, the, if America were being attacked or the people in this country were being attacked uh, by some uh, horde, uh, horde from another country that uh, many Americans would take up arms and they would call each other freedom fighters and they really wouldn't be doing anything different than the folks in Afghanistan or Iraq. And that point you're right about. Thanks, Scott, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. At 800-259-9231, let's talk to Dino in Japan. Dino, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Sam. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Ian. What's on your mind tonight? Um, enjoy the show. Listen, um, yesterday, yesterday I called in. I couldn't hang on the line, but you guys were talking about hazing. And uh, today... Um, the guy called in and was talking about uh, going through the body scanners. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to do my best to tie both of these in. Okay. Um, what I see, uh, first of all, I believe that our government is ran by a bunch of psychopaths and sociopaths. That's number one. True statement. Number two, um, I believe in a twisted form of hazing is happening to the American people. Um, unbeknownst to ourselves, and also um, not necessarily that we are cooperating with it, but the body scanners is just one of it. The other is just one part of it. The other part was these bailouts and all of our tax money being used to finance these wars and to give to the to the uh, social elites or the financial elites in America, not the social elites, but the financial elites in America and these big banks. It's, it's a twisted form of hazing that we're going through. It is humiliation. You're right. I mean, the, the, what's going on at airport checkpoints is humiliating uh, to people's dignity and uh, and to their you know their ability to take care of themselves and look out for themselves. It is humiliating to that. You're right. 
Exactly. As uh, you know, as well as the fact that you know, I, I see it that they're they're able to get through this and to do this uh, by the chemicals that they're bombarding the people with. And uh, you may disagree; that's fine. But yeah, what I do you mean by it, that? As 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 the people, basically, they can't even think. There's no critical thinking. Wait, wait, wait. When There's, you say the chemicals, I mean, what are you what are you getting at there? I'm getting at um, what comes through your tap water, the vaccinations, the pharmaceuticals, everything in your food, GMO. Don't you think that's pretty pretty speculative? I mean, I mean, I drink the same water as everybody else, but I don't suffer from the same obedience problem that uh, that everybody else mm. does. Don't you think it's more likely that what you're talking about, this obedience factor, comes from 12 or 13 years of government indoctrination for eight hours a day, straight on, no unending? That seems to be that seems to me to be uh, something you can absolutely connect to the problem that you're talking about. Whereas just yeah. kind of throwing, it's the fluoride. Uh, you know, no, nah, I don't think that there's really anything you can uh, that you can back that statement up with. That's true, um, except for the fact we know that some of those chemicals are bad, and we do know that. Um, well, anything not, in anything yeah, not in moderation can be possibly, bad. Possibly, possibly so. You're well. You're right in the respects that they institutionalize us from the age of uh, reason, yep. which could possibly be eight or nine years old. And, um, and whether we're in a prison or in a school, you know, it's basically the same drill, I would believe. I was in the military myself, and I see no difference from that than being in high school or grade school. I can tell you the and, elementary school I went to was designed by the same man that, uh, that designed the, the, uh, the jail. I know that for a fact. Well, that's telling. That's it is. Telling. <laughs> it's but also telling I, that they, they have the same buses. I you know that it's a twisted form of hazing that they're putting... Americans I think right you're absolutely now. right about that. I think you're absolutely right on that. It's just that when you know you, people start bringing up the whole if they're poisoning people's minds with chemicals, eh? You know, I eat the same apples they eat, so that that, that doesn't make sense. Would is it just a coincidence that uh, that I happen to be more resistant to those chemicals? No, it's that I came across the right information. I came across the right ideas, and I was able to uh, to look at those ideas and accept them, and then I was willing to act on them. Many of these Americans are not presented with these ideas, which is why Free Talk Live is such a useful resource that we can get this show on other stations out there to get people thinking from perspectives and positions that they otherwise wouldn't have considered if they were just stuck in this red-blue paradigm where they're given one uh, version of statism or the other version of statism and told to pick one and be happy. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. Are you giving candy again this year for Valentine's Day? Get creative, man. That's what shows women you care. This year, get her Georgia's famous baklava. It's Osborne approved. Walnut baklava with 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All of the ingredients are premium and all natural. That's why it tastes so good. Shipped in a special container, priority mail, so it gets to you fresh and delicious. Order by February 10th to make sure you have it in time for Valentine's Day at mandrik.com. M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. No C in there. Mandrik.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and tonight it's Ian with you. And I'm Sam. And you can join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site, they're free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo to show they are indeed listeners of the program. Head over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. That is Shrine. 
www.freetalklive.com. Shrine of Female Listeners brought to you by Manchester Brewing at manchesterbrewing.com. And the American Friends Service Committee is seeking financial contributions to aid Haiti's earthquake survivors and help them recover and rebuild. You can donate at afs.org slash Haiti or call 888-588-2372. That's afs.org as in American Friends Service Committee. That's afs.org slash Haiti or 1-888-588-2372. As we continue here, just wanted to just come back a little bit more on this discussion because you and I were going back and forth during the break, Sam, and you're a little more open to this, uh, the idea that chemicals are uh, making Americans more docile and obedient. And could that be true? Sure, it could be true. Is it true specifically that it's fluoride in the water? Is it true specifically that it's the genetically modified foods? I mean, th- these are some of the things that uh, that Dino, uh, and, and with the best of intentions, was uh, was mentioning in the, in the last segment. The GMO foods, fluoride in the water. I don't think he said chemtrails, but you know, the the idea that they're spraying All things in the, the same sky, category, right? you know, poisoning the water, etc. So, is it possible that any of those things are are true? Uh, maybe it's possible. But should we focus on that as a message? Should that be what people are being uh, exposed to? I don't think so because yeah. it's too speculative. I, it's just, well, maybe it's true and it sounds bad. Poisoning, you know, putting fluoride in the water can't be good for you. Well, the dentists would disagree. Uh, I mean, at least the dental assistants up here, they tell me that they think that uh, New Hampshire's teeth are worse, uh, that people in New Hampshire's teeth are worse off than other places in the country because there's no fluoride in the the water systems up here. I don't know what's true about fluoride and not. I'm not a chemical expert, and honestly, I haven't done uh, done the research. But I do know that I spent 13 years in a government school, and I do know that when I was in elementary school, when they turned the lights off in the cafeteria, everybody was supposed to be quiet. And I do know that you know you had to call the teachers Mr. This and Mrs. That, and I do know about about the the principles and paddlings and you know all the different things that uh, that went on. I had personal experience in the government uh, indoctrination system, and of course, the more I read and the more I learn about the government uh, schools, the more crystal clear it becomes. Like we had a guy call the show once, telling us. And it was just a couple of years ago. He was telling us that uh, I guess he was in high school and in his government class, and they actually had a quiz. That was intended to tell you what party you should belong to. <laughs> so you would take this quiz, and you know at the end it would determine whether or not you were supposed to be a Republican or a Democrat. Here it is, kids. This is what you do. You get to be on this team or this team, and now let's have a debate class. I mean, this is what it's all about, right? This is where the uh, the obedience comes from. This is where the idea that government is good and government is necessary and government is beneficial comes from. Is there a chemical element? I don't know. How are we ever going to know? Yeah, you know, I, I've heard a lot of the claims. I'm starting to kind of piece together the picture of what they're saying of how this whole program works between, you know, the, the chemtrails and the fluoride in the water and, uh, you know, all of these other things, harp and so forth. So I'm I'm kind of starting to understand that and kind of get a look into the facts and some of the documents and so forth that they claim you need to go read. Uh, I, I haven't really formed an opinion about it, but, you know, what if there were chemicals in the water that made you more accepting to that kind of programming, that made you less likely to rebel? I mean, this is what's uh, happening in today's schools with the uh, Ritalin. Oh, your kid can't sit still in class. It can't be the fact that our schools are awful, that, you know, they're they're, they're bored, bored to death right. and they're not learning anything. I mean, that was my case. Uh, it, it's got to be that your kid needs drugs and that they tried to give me drugs. I think the Ritalin thing is pretty – that's a that's a much more clear example right. of 
where it's confirmed that somebody's taking Ritalin, you know that's happening, mm-hmm. and you know their behavior was like, and you know their behavior was like after they took Ritalin, and the changes that they would have gone through, and that they can talk about their experience. Mm-hmm. Whereas when somebody calls in a radio show, they're putting stuff in the water supply, you know, whether it's true or not, you're getting off into this realm of speculation, and mm-hmm. I think that's what's dangerous about that, because it's easy for people to look at that and, and just write it off and say, you crackpots yeah uh and whereas if you're talking about john taylor gatto uh the the new york state teacher of the year and his books which outline the history of the government in, uh, indoctrination system and how it's this prussian system that is designed to crank out these obedient serfs these cogs in the system that it's it's what they're trained to do with the, in the government school system is to come out of it, get a job, work that job for the rest of their life, retire at age 65, collect their social security, and uh, you know have some kids in the meantime and pass away. Yeah. I mean that that's what the system is designed for. And he goes through this you know the the history of it, and he goes through the uh, the mentality and what he experienced as being a government school teacher. All of that from my perspective, seems far more powerful than somebody taking a picture of the sky <laughs> with the contrail going over his house and saying, see, see, there's the proof. Well, <laughs> you and see the difference there? I Absolutely. I see the difference. And it, just like the, the John Taylor Gatto book that you brought up, it was uh, Ecoscience. I found a copy of that online, which is a book by uh, John P. Holdren, who's now the White House science czar. I mean, the more I look at these guys, they are creepy. And the things that he calls for, this was back written in the 70s, uh, he wanted to reduce population. He wanted to, uh, you know, enact all of these measures. It, it, it just, it, it seems more and more plausible the more I look into all of these different czars and their, their papers. There's the regulation czar uh, from... Uh, Oh, gosh. I think at Harvard, he wrote a paper a year and a half ago saying that the courts have never ruled on that the Second Amendment doesn't say anything about citizens' rights to carry uh, weapons, that uh, free speech should be banned, that people Mm. speaking out against the government in opposition saying that climate change is not real, that, um, you know, that that should be illegal and they should be arrested and all of these things. they're, They're getting more and more outrageous as the wheels come off the oh, I'll agree with you there. So, Absolutely. The, the the tyranny is becoming more uh, front and center. It's becoming more, out, as you put it, outrageous, more right. obvious. Uh, I mean, you really have to make an effort to not notice at this point these days yeah. with uh, with what's going on. They're, they're becoming more brazen. They're being uh, they're getting ballsier about it. And, uh, and and that's something they can get away with because they've built this foundation of obedience right. and not questioning the state and attacking anyone that questions the state as what happened to you with your TSA video at ObscuredTruth.com. People can go and see that. And if you go to the Click on Detroit story that they wrote up about it, you can just see these vitriolic comments. Actually, you don't even have to go to the Click on Detroit. You can see the vitriolic <laughs> comments on your comments on the YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, but you know, people are are uh, are essentially prepared to accept more tyranny now than they would have been a hundred years ago, or or uh, or uh, two hundred years before that. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a constant process. And yeah, you can go into some of these very scary quotes. I mean, you can go in and look at uh, what the Rothschilds have said and and things like this. You know, these people that are are the elites of society, and and they have these. Sick beliefs that uh, are very interested. These are people that are very interested in power. As as many people have pointed out, they, these guys have all the money in the world. So it's not they about do. money. Right. It is about power. 
Well, and keeping that power, and that's what all of these focus groups that they create to sort of drive the agenda and control the one entity that could affect their fortune. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, but what to do about all this, right? It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Sam. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And those features include uh, the live streams, got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, a webcam, all free for you over at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. If you're looking to stock up on some gold and or silver, you can do it over at gold.freetalklive.com. We've got uh, very special selections to make it easy for you, different gold and silver options, keeping it simple at some darn good prices. When I was looking at the Lakota uh, pieces that I bought a month or so ago, I did check around just to make sure to see you know, if I was getting the best deal, and I couldn't find a better price. Uh, so head over to gold.freetalklive.com. Uh, that is gold.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls here, we can talk about what to do about the power, sequel, uh, power seekers and the control freaks, the psychopaths. But let's go first to Travis in Florida. Travis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Sam. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Travis, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I just want to say that Sam's a big inspiration as far as all his civil disobedience. And I was just curious about how he's doing with all his court cases. Your court cases. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah, I saw Taryn uh, Lupo's story, LCL report that he did. Um, what's, at least with that arrest, with the 58 days uh, that I spent in jail, I basically, once we got through this, I looked at the, the Judge Burke had written up this decision. Now, this is the judge who wrote the order but never admitted to it. He, uh, you know, claimed that it wasn't a problem if he stayed on the case, refused to uh, move it to another court where the same TSO officers who attacked me weren't working that day when I was coming in. You know, all of these things. In the testimony, he ignored things that I said. He uh, basically played it so that it was completely, so obviously and blatantly biased towards the state. I looked at it and I, I just, I'm, I wrote a letter to uh, the attorney Bill O'Brien, who is a state rep, and he's on the judicial um, conduct committee. I guess he's the uh-huh. one that can punish them, uh, but really they can't do much of anything, from what I understood. Uh, and I talked to him and I'm like, look, should I even waste the money on this? I mean, this is so corrupt at this point. Are these guys going to do anything lawful or fair or reasonable? There's only one more shot here. And, uh, you know, how, how do you expect me to believe in this system? And his response back to me was basically that the Supreme Court, while they couldn't be as blatant about, you know, the covering up the testimony and ignoring the fact that I had a hearing loss and that I didn't recognize Rivera and all of these things that he just sort of glossed over when it came to, 
my case, but supported when it came to the police's uh, case, that uh, they wouldn't be that blatant about it, but they would do everything they could and strain in order to find me guilty mm. because they know what would come out of that. And, uh, you know, I he said that, you know, he doesn't, he agrees with what I was saying and he doesn't know that the system can be fixed at this point. It's an honest statement on his part. I mean, considering he's he is he was your attorney and I'm sure he would have liked another 15 grand or however much you ended up spending on right. it. Yeah, so uh, So wait, know. if the Supreme Court, if you if you challenge your cuz you were found guilty on uh the the disorder was it disorder what the hell was resisting that? Resisting arrest. Resisting I arrest. Think contempt of of, uh, Common law cop. contempt or some yeah. silly thing like that. You were found guilty on those charges, so you would have had to have appealed it to the superior court level. Uh, Supreme Court. Oh, go straight to the Supreme straight Court. Straight to Supreme Court, only on questions of law as well. Okay, so then, so then in that case, if they had found you uh, not guilty, what would that what what would that have meant? Would that have meant that uh, that would have set some what, what precedent would that have set? Uh, I'm not clear. That that's more a question for Bill. Um, who it knows, wouldn't have really. legalized uh, not giving your name in jail or anything like that, right? No. Well, it might have. You know, it might have. It, it just depends on how they rule on it. Yeah. I, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't so know. So you basically decided to just leave it sit? Yeah. And in the meantime, they've tried to, uh, the camera, the, the $7,000 camera that they took out of my hands on the video and it's working, that later they destroyed. Now they're trying to, uh, or that they broke, it wouldn't power up when we went in to get the footage off of it. Now they're trying to get rid of it, and they're uh, not even trying to give it back to me. They just want to destroy it so that they don't even have to pay for it. What? Or give me the camera back. I mean, these guys are dis- they're disgusting. I, 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 wow. I, well, uh, Sam, <laughs> uh, go ahead, Travis, with your thoughts on that. No, as uh, all, I was just wondering how he was doing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so, I got my own court problems that I got to deal with tomorrow morning, actually. What are you I, dealing with? Uh, I don't want to get into it, but if I was up there, it'd be civil disobedience. Well, come on up here. What are you waiting for? <laughs> uh, to get actually to get this problem, that all these court problems I currently have solved, and once I get everything sorted out, I'll be up there as soon as I can. Fantastic. We we'll look forward to seeing you, and uh, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Maybe Sam, uh, there's a brand new police chief here in town. Maybe we should oh, go have a meeting with him. That'll fix it. Yeah, I, I'd like to talk to him and ask him about, you know... What is the policy their, here? I mean, well, that and their officer's behavior. I mean, in order to do this, they had to get a guy up there who lied on the stand and took the stand in contempt of uh, of a subpoena. So, you know, nobody wants to talk about that. That they, When I brought that up to him on a local radio show, he claimed, oh, well, we just have a difference of opinion. The police chief did? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and, wow. and I look at this and I look at all the things happening economically knowing that these lawsuits take years before you ever get any kind of settlement. And, mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I, I don't know what, uh, I, I don't, hmm, I don't look or think that the government's prospects in the next few years are going to be all that great. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be in the middle of a court case that's going to chew up a lot of my time. And this really kind of eats at me a little bit. I still haven't learned to deal with it where I'm okay and able to work on it without getting frustrated at the lawless behavior and just the corruption that's that they're just so blatant about they don't care so i just decided screw this i'm just going to keep making these guys look like idiots you know they 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 don't need that much help lots of material yeah Yeah, i I am not gonna be out of a job anytime soon if that's what i want to do 
So right. that's where I'm at with it. Yep. And as things continue uh, to develop, uh, like I said, I mean, if I, I had originally talked to the police chief, the former police chief, about setting up a meeting, yep. and and I kind of dropped the ball on that because then he ended up getting uh, retiring, and I figured, well, why are going to meet with him if he's retiring? Uh, so maybe we could have a little roundtable and bring some cameras in and talk to the, this current police chief. Of course, anything that we dis, uh, discern or discover, uh, we'll end up putting over at freekeen.com. So head over there to uh, to always get the latest on the activism that's happening up here, and uh, at least in the, this corner, our little corner of uh, New Hampshire. And sometimes uh, sometimes we cover things elsewhere, like we covered the uh, the law enforcement against prohibition member who was kicked out, Brad Jardis. Uh, we covered that at freekeen.com, and uh, the Manchester civil disobedience that's going on now is also being covered over there. Honestly, because there's nobody else that can cover it. I mean, we've we've pretty much we're kind of like the go-to uh, blog now for for New Hampshire disobedience style stuff that's uh, that's happening. So let's continue with your phone calls. Uh, Andrew, listening in Missouri, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Andrew. Hey, it's so rare that I'm able to listen to you live. It's uh, I get a kick out of some of those commercials. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I uh, I overheard you say uh, earlier. Um, or I guess not overheard you. Uh, you basically lumped in GMO foods, fluoride with chemtrails? Oh, well, that's what he was. The caller was lumping uh, those things in together. Oh, I came in late. The caller was suggesting that that, uh, that, that these things were were essentially promoting behavior modification in in some way. And I personally don't subscribe to any of it. I I think that, you know, it's all speculation and, uh, and unproven. So if I didn't make that point clear, I apologize. Oh, well, I, I missed that part then. It sounded like you guys were lumping it in uh, together. Uh, I made oh. the I made the point oh. that it all kind of paints a, a picture of what uh, the, the government's agenda might be, and it's something that I'm looking into, but I wouldn't necessarily yeah, it, it group them together. Yeah, it is kind of sad that uh, a lot of people do uh, uh, just kind of paint everybody else as crazies with all that. Like, I, the, the fluoride issue is, I mean, there's legitimate science behind it as far as uh, it connects, it collects on pineal gland and... Uh, is associated to uh, neurological disorders in children. Um, I'm not aware of any studies able to conclusively show that there's any problems with adults. And how do you Um, feel about genetically modified foods? Well, I think that it'd be nice to get some actual independent third-party safety studies on it. Um, As far as what's officially on the books, uh, you got the FDA, and basically it's pressing... I'll tell you what, you can explain Um, more if you'd like here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231. I say GMO foods uh, help feed more people around the world. That's, uh, That's a good thing. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, there is enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board with this program, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast forum, and more. Go get all the details and get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Andrew in Missouri... Andrew, you were, uh, we were just asking you about how you feel about genetically modified foods, and you didn't really have a chance to answer it before the break. So go ahead with your thoughts. Well, actually, uh, you, uh, you said there at the end uh, that 
you thought GMO foods would help feed the world. Um, what do you base that claim on? Well, it's my understanding that uh, the genetically, uh, genet- some of the genetic modifications they're making uh, make these products more uh, resistant to pesticides, uh, more uh, able to essentially yield greater crops per plant and uh, per square foot uh, of of soil, basically. So essentially, you can uh, you can take an existing plot of land that is producing X and produce, you know, X times three or whatever the amount is. It's it's allowing uh, farmers' yields to go up. It makes their, their crops hardier and more resistant to the elements and to pests. So, therefore, that means that uh, that food theoretically could get into the hands of, uh, you know, hungry people around the world. Now, of course, you've got the problem of governments stepping in. And it's really, it seems to me that with uh, genetically modified foods, it's governments that are the source of whatever the problem are that are associated with them uh, because if you're pr- producing more food but all the dictators are inter- you know essentially intercepting the, sh- the food shipments and keeping it all for themselves then that's not doing much to uh, to feed anybody but that's the government's problem and then uh, in addition the other side of it and the real negative side from what I can see of the coin is that these uh, GMO food producers are using the patent system to stifle competition, to essentially establish themselves as uh, monopoly, you know, not really monopolies, but very, very powerful, uh, an oligopoly kind of situation. Or so essentially, they're using the government's rules to uh, to establish themselves unfairly in the marketplace, and I have a problem with that. So I think that there are certainly some problems associated with the business, but I don't I I don't subscribe to the fear factor of well man shouldn't be messing with uh, fruits and vegetables and uh, this that's God's work man shouldn't be doing anything there because that's uh, that could be bad we don't know what the problems will be down the line we could uh, have cancer or something like that. there's all kinds of scary uh, stories out there about what could happen as a result of GMO foods but as far as I'm concerned if it is actually helping get food on people's tables at a lower price and in more possibility of, of helping more people eat around the world uh, that seems to be the, the priority for me. Your thoughts? Well, I certainly do agree with the uh, their large uh, auxiliary issues as far as, because I'm no fan of intellectual property. That's not in question. Um, but I'm taking you back to uh, the question about yields. Uh, there is no significant improvement in yields over GMO foods. Uh, the issue of uh, pesticide resistance, uh, mainly you're talking about BT resistance, or BT uh, production, the the BT? Corn, for instance, is specifically engineered to produce BT bacteria. Um, what's that? What's, B, what's BT bacteria? It's, it's a bacteria that uh, basically insects ingest it and it causes their stomach to explode. Hmm. Oh. And it's, it's safe in humans, or at least uh, widespread generally safe in humans. I mean, there's some isolated cases of people getting sick from ingesting crops that have been treated with BT. Um, but... The FDA's logic in this is BT is safe to spray on crops, so therefore plants that have been genetically engineered to produce BT are also safe. Therefore, we don't need to do any more testing on it. If you're, if um, what you're claiming is though that that uh, this isn't increasing yields, that genetically modified foods are not increasing yields, why on earth would farmers want to go for it? Why are they committing suicide in India when they go for it? I think that uh, the, there we looked at that claim once, and I don't recall what all the details were, but I think that there may be – I don't know if either of us really knows what the, the real story is. Well, they're that. going into debt. I mean, the, Monsanto's going over there, selling them the seeds on the promise of increased yields. The uh-huh. farmers buy the promise. Are they, they suiciding here in America? Of debt. Are they suiciding here, too, in America? 
I don't know. Okay. What they're, what's happening in India is uh, the farmers go into debt to buy up the seeds. The seeds don't return the, the promised yields. They've got all this debt with no way to repay it. They commit suicide. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry about that if that's what they're doing and, and that's how they're handling that. And the, yield, the claim for yield increases is based on what you're talking about. It's based on being able to resist pests or being able to uh, withstand tolerance to the pesticide so they spray it, the weeds die, the plants don't. Uh, there's no increased uh, crop density per square foot. There's no increased ability to absorb water. Um, basically, they engineer the plants. They take the ones that look good. They don't test them. They call it food. And you're seeing mice that are fed GMO potatoes, organ failure, die. Infertility, die. Uh, this is pretty solid. Um, is it solid? Because the last one we read about with the organ failure, uh, it was just one study that was done, and it seemed like the people that were doing that study had a um, you know, predisposition to find that there was a problem with GMO foods. So you've got one no, group of scientists that says – I recall that show. You've, you've got one group of scientists that, that, says, that says GMO foods are bad. Another group says they're good. So who do you believe? Uh, the independent third-party studies that are not funded by Monsanto or the government. Uh, okay, so was the one that found that the, the rats were dying, was that independent? Uh, I'd suggest taking a look at Failure to Yield, published under the Union of Concerned Scientists. Okay. Some people were suggesting that the, uh, the rat study that you were mentioning was actually funded by Monsanto. How do you feel about that? I'm not aware of that, so I can't comment. Well, there's all kinds of uh, speculation out there surrounding this, uh, this world, this, uh, this particular industry. And so how many mouse studies have there, have there been? I mean, has there just been that one? Are you saying there has been more than that? I'm aware of multiples, but I don't have specific instances to cite right in front of me. Do you? Okay. No, I, cert- I certainly don't. But I do okay. know that uh, I like the apples that I eat at the grocery store. They're very tasty. They're most likely not GMO apples. How do you know? They're not labeled, right? Uh, the majority of the GMO crops in the U.S. are corn and soy. Okay. All right, so basically what you're saying is that uh, you believe that they could be you know, hurting people. Uh, yes. Okay. I guess that's just we're going to have to leave it there because uh, I, I don't know what's true and what's not. I'm not going to take one scientist's word well, over I, another. I do suggest that you actually do independent research on your own instead of relying on Penn and Teller as your main source. I'm just going to eat some food and not really worry too much about it. I'll do the research. Well, you do that. You <laughs> Thanks. got your vasectomy, so I guess we don't have to worry. Yep. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know, I, this is, I'm just not concerned about this. And I don't live the, in the, uh, the world of worrying about these sorts of things. And maybe some people say, well, well, Ian, you should. You know, it might take five years off your life in the long run. Well, maybe it will. But at least I'm enjoying the, you know, myself and the, the food that I'm eating, and I don't worry about you know, the different uh, chemicals. Are they putting preservatives in most of the food I eat? Yeah. Okay. Have some people said preservatives are bad for you? Sure they have. Are people living longer lives? Yes, they are. Yeah. So what's the what's to be afraid of here? I just don't understand it. I mean, yeah, it'd be ideal if we all had an orchard behind our house that we could go and pick fresh fruit from and slaughter animals and cook them all, you know, fresh right out behind our houses. But uh, it doesn't, you know, the society doesn't really operate in that particular way. So I have to go to the grocery store because it's convenient rather than having to catch and slaughter and pick 
uh, all of uh, all of my food, and that doesn't bother me. Well, I certainly don't think that the FDA is out there being a champion for the people and making sure that you know everything we get is is perfectly safe and and that they're doing an effective job as this government bureaucracy that has a monopoly. Um, I, I think that it's getting a lot of attention, and and uh, eventually the truth will come out. I don't know what that is, but uh, like you, it's not something that I worry about all the time. But it's something that I'd like to kind of learn and know a little bit more about. Well, right. Well, the, but the scientists, and even if you learn and and uh, and find out more, then ten years later you'll learn something completely different. I mean, True. in the eighties they found out that uh, you know, the, or I don't know exactly what the timeline was, but I remember over my lifetime seeing different claims being reported in newspapers. This rat study that he's talking about, and he says there's been multiples of them. The one that we were looking at, there's they didn't cite that there had been more than one. They didn't say this study has been duplicated it was just gmo foods caused allegedly caused this to happen in this one study mm-hmm. okay all right so that means what for me how does that mean anything because you know a few years down the road they could they found you know eggs are bad for you eggs are good for you eggs are bad for you again right. margarine's bad now margarine's good now margarine's bad you know that kind of thing I mean, if you if you try to follow all of this information, you'll drive yourself nuts trying to do what's supposedly right as far as what you put in your body. Yep, I agree. You know, I trust myself to know what's good for me and to, uh, at the very least, even if it's not good, enjoy it. I just had a nice donut during the show tonight, and it was delicious. Maybe it'll take a few days off of my life. Oh, well, more coming up tomorrow night. See you then. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. 